Hello, Matt. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Matt. Very good indeed. Yourself? Oh, it's, I'm very good. I'm great. I'm very excited, mate. This Masters week. It's like Christmas, isn't it, for uh, anyone above the age of 25? Yeah, yeah. I, I never thought I'd be this excited as an adult man about a golf tournament in my life as a young <laughs> yeah. man, you know. But um, I, it's like golfing heaven, Nirvana all rolled into one this weekend. It's, it's genuinely exciting, isn't it? It's super exciting. It feels like a proper Masters. I think the one in November was good, but it's not. I don't know, it didn't f- quite feel the same. Um, but I mean, I'm even excited to pop Sky Sports on tomorrow and watch all the Masters on the range and all that sort of stuff. Get in the mood for it. Yeah, yeah, it is proper. Ex- I mean, November was nice to. It was after the year we'd had last year to to have a Masters, but it didn't feel right. This one is proper and right in the right time of the year with the you know the flowers and bloom and the course hard and fast and uh, i'm i'm really really looking forward to this um so what it's so welcome along uh, listeners and uh, welcome to man in the stand uh with star sports our, our our lovely sponsors they've got actually some really a couple of great promotions going this week so if you just indulge me for a second um star sports um have got a fantastic promotion going regarding you can win a 500 pound free bet with the master uh, not on the masters but answering 10 yes or no masters based questions so just go to star sports dot co sorry starsportsbet.co.uk uh and uh, you'll see the link to the free competition it's just a free um uh, competition 10 yes or no answers based around the masters will this happen will that happen yes or no and if you get those right or you get closest to the most right you win a 300 pound free bet with star sports which is pretty cool for nothing for no cost at all so that's that's excellent and another thing that they're doing, which I really uh, thought was pretty interesting, was for the Masters week, they're doing a birdie bonus. So if you back a player on the outright market with Star Sports, they will give you up to ten pounds. Uh, get sorry, get up to ten pounds as a free bet for every birdie or better that they sink in round one. So if you like Bryson DeChambeau and he goes and you put a bet on him with Star Sports and he goes out and sinks a hat full of birdies in round one you're going to get um, a hat full of uh, free £10 bets. So that's a pretty cool promotion too. So, um, yeah, have a look at Star Sports Bet, the gentleman's bookmaker, and um, and have a look at that. Okay, Matt, so what uh, I'd like to do first of all, before we delve into a bit of a deep dive on the Masters and and, and, and get a, a good sort of feeling as to who we like and why and, and why's in the wherefores, and I want to just go about last week and um, and just celebrate what a fantastic win that was by Jordan Spieth at the Valero Texas Open. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's It's been a long time coming, it feels, although he's only been sort of really back to form for the last couple of months, but he's been trending in the right direction so much that it was, I mean, you don't want to say it was a given, but it, it was on its way, wasn't it? There were, all the hallmarks were there. Um, and I actually thought, despite a weak field, he was outstanding. Um, I didn't watch a great deal of it, but I did watch most of Sunday. And what impressed me the most was just he hauled out his flat stick was was back to, it was at its best. Um, it looked like it might get interesting. Uh, Hoffman chipped in on the back nine, put the pressure on, and Spieth was just st- absolutely nails from the bunkers around the greens um, and with the putter in his hand. Um, and in the end, it was, he tried to make it exciting on 18, didn't he? Um, in a very dubious um, pull hook eight iron from the middle of the fairway because yeah. um, he was going to lay up. But yeah, I think it was, it was a long time coming. Yeah. And you know what? I'm delighted for him. I've made, um, 
not hidden that he's one of my favourite golfers. Um, yeah, I'm really, really chuffed for him. I thought his interview after the tournament was actually really good. I was slightly upset he wasn't upset, um, but there you go. Um, he seemed very down to earth and very, yeah, very in his own reality and sort of he, he knew that he'd been a long time in the wilderness and yeah, couldn't be happier for him. Yeah, it's funny you should say that you were slightly upset that he wasn't upset because I was kind of happy that he wasn't upset because uh, I he for me I went and saw that interview. Yeah, he was he was on the verge of being upset. He got quite close there for a second. His his voice wavered there for a moment, uh, and then he. But I'm glad he didn't crumple and all became a, a like a huge a, like sob fest because sure. he wants more than just to win one more. You know, you, you, that's a that's a he wants to go and that he's got a career that got interrupted for some reason and and he got it back and he now he's on to bigger and better things and and so but i thought it was interesting as you say on the on the 18th the only sign of nerves he showed all day was that was that rope hook on the uh as you say um on the on the final hole and that and all he had to do was lay up and he it was, it was incredible. a great conversation he was having with his caddy eh? because his caddy goes he got yeah he was say right so you just hit a three wood just over just long as you, you can be as long as you like but just don't be short. So don't be in that water. So put put the three wood up to the um up to the side, even in the bunkers, it's good. And uh, snap it really it. And went, <laughs> No, what are you crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah. no, what, what, no way, no, it's nade iron all day long. It's just uh, yeah. And uh, it's, and then he obviously stood over it and thought, just just dink it up there and and got a yeah, just got out and, and a bit nervous and whatever, pulled it. And then um, the, I thought the shot to that he made yeah, to actually recover from that was brilliant, you know. But uh, but that's the thing, you, as you said, Matt. Inside of 120 meters, all all 120 yards all week, but especially on Saturday and Sunday, yeah, he was for just sure. I think he was. Stellar. He's always been excellent with an eye in his hands, but he's been inconsistent with them. Even in his return to form, there's been times where he's he's not been fully on it, and I think. A lesser Jordan Spieth would have maybe given way a little bit because it's not like, I mean, Matt Wallace didn't put any pressure on. Hoffman hauled a couple of important points and, and a tip in and put a little bit of pressure on. Hoffman but did. he hauled out from 10 yeah. feet, from 12 feet, from 15 feet. And it was like watching the Jordan Spieth of old. And actually, I backed Hoffman um, at five to one um, on Sunday morning yeah. just because I thought he was a bit of value a couple of shots back and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But every time he stood over a putt, it was like there was no question in his mind. It went straight yeah. in the middle. So... I mean, there was no way he was losing playing how he did. Um, I was, yeah, after that, he drove a couple. For those who didn't watch it, he drove a couple for holes one and two on Sunday. He had a very dodgy drives. Um, and at that point, he got lucky. Yeah. He didn't end up in the scrub. But I was nervous for him. Um, but he, he turned it round after that. was pretty consistent off the tee, um, which, which boards well for this week, definitely. Um, and yeah, just just chuffed for him. Um, he's He's been a long time out, hasn't he? And he deserves it, I think. Yeah, um, the driver now finally seems to be behaving for him, as you say, a couple of uh, ropey ones, but 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 he's but he was actually on the hole for Sunday. He drove it excellently. Uh, so and that flat that flat stick of his has now got that metronomic kind of rhythm back to it again. He's got quite a quick put, putting stroke, just um, Jordan Spieth, um, and. And he clicks it, you know, he hits it quite firm and quite quick. And but it, but you, but he, when he's doing that, he's confident. 
uh, and um, and there's no better putter in the game. Uh, he is absolutely brilliant when he is putting well. So it's so all in all, so nice to see that again. I I was chuffed to see Jordan Spieth win that again. He's one of the nice guys of golf. He gives good, honest interviews. He's very intelligent about the game. Um, great speaker, uh, engaging, humble guy, and and such a great golfer um, to watch as a golf fan. He's great to watch. So, okay, um, I'm going to ask you about him in a minute, but I just want to run through uh, the Valera Texas yep. Open. Just for interesting results, I want to talk about a couple of others. I don't, I, I don't think, I think you're underplaying Hoffman a little bit in that last round. I actually think he put tons of pressure on Spieth. I, I thought, um, I thought Hoffman was brilliant, and um, uh, and uh, he did. He, he let a couple of makeable putts slip, go away, slip away early in the in the piece where he, he was putting for birdie, and he and he made pars where he could have made a couple of birdies and really ramped it up on Spieth early. But I, but the way that Hoffman played, I thought he was, I thought he was excellent, and he did. I think he did exert pressure for sure. Um, Matt Wallace, that was a disappointing final round um, because I actually thought he could win. I, I was, uh, I, I, I kind of, I had made a mention on I think the Saturday or Saturday early early Saturday. I thought Matt Wallace is not going to shrink from this. He, he he's a good too good a player to shrink away, and I don't think he shrunk away on the Sunday. I just think he had a stinker of a final round. He, he was first in in the field scrambling um, uh, the whole week. He was absolutely you know he was he was excellent all week. He just stunk up the place on Sunday. Um, I'm not going to hold that against him. I think he'll come good pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, I mean, that, a word um, on Wallace. Uh, I'm not upset by that. Wallace, he wasn't, wasn't good on Sunday. But his ball striking was absolutely fine. It was more than fine. He just was atrocious with the putter. Um, he must have missed five, yeah. six, seven times from from inside of he 10 was. feet, including like yeah. four and five. And if you look at his stats for, for Texas, I yeah. actually had a look at this today, and he was by far and away the best player from approach and also Tita Green. Um, he gained nine and a half strokes on approach on the field. His irons were sparkling all week, but he just, I think it might have been something to do with the pressure. It's not yeah. a familiar scenario yeah. for him on the PGA Tour. And when speed's draining him from left and right, he must be slightly uh, disheartening as a sort of a, a new golfer on the PGA Tour. Obviously, he's got much more experience in Europe, but he's not a bad putter historically. So, I kind of take it as a bit of a misnomer. I'm actually be really encouraged by his performance in Texas, um, and I think it won't be the last time he contends Matt Wallace on the PGA. No, well, with those sort of as you said, the nine strokes he had on the field, uh, uh, mm-hmm. and just his general play was just stellar. If you wrote that off, because I just peeped at him for the Masters and thought, okay, let's say he had a really shit Sunday, and uh, but but uh, that's a you know a, a misnomer. And he gets back on the horse for the first three days. Uh, those stats that he produced uh, around uh, Valero, uh, around Texas, which is set up a lot of the time to mirror Augusta in terms of having shaved runoffs and and kind of uh, you know it's all about scrambling and chipping and putting. Um, if he was to start and get away strong in in um, in Augusta, you'd, you'd you'd sit up and take notice at that because um, he just might have had a bad Sunday, you know. Just for value, I see for value wise, he's he's better than a hundred to one. So um, always, I think depending on the book, he's eighty to a hundred to one plus. So just a, just yeah, a thought on sure him anyway. I'm, I'm, uh, just as I'm thinking about it, um, so Luke. So Jordan Spieth um, won Valero Texas Open on 18 under, um, uh, final round 66, um, matched by Charlie Hoffman, final round 66. 
who finished two strokes back on 16 under. Matt Wallace, as I say, stunk up to join the bit on Sunday and shot a 70 to finish on 14 under. Lucas Glover shot a great 66 as well. That's a name from the past. Um, and he and he finished fourth. Uh, Annabelle Lahiri finished very well, played very well to finish fifth. And uh, then, a, then a whole uh, bunch uh, are back. That's Snedeker. Uh, um, uh, your mate Chris Kirk played well, um, to, uh, finished um, tied sixth um, uh, on nine under. Gary Woodland made a good show. That was interesting return to form for him. As we know, he's a good player. He's on nine under for the tournament. Pat and Desire. Uh, Sebastian Munoz. This guy, I'm going to make a bit of a mention of him later. This Colombian, he is, he is no flash in the plan, this guy. He keeps hitting around the top of the leaderboards. He played well at Augusta last year. I, I, I think this guy Munoz is the real deal. He finished um, once again tied for nine, uh, tied for ninth with that group as well on eight under. Um, and then just around the up the top ten, Tringali fell over a little bit on the last couple of days. Matt Kucha played well again. You're good for a while, Sunday. I, I tell you, I keep this. Is, I'm. I'm I, yeah, so did I. You know, um, I, I made mention of Tony Hogan on the show last week. Said I was going to back him, um, uh, just to, just as a, just to keep faith with the guy. Thought he was going to place. Um, had a great third round, sixty six, and a bad um, fourth round. Well, not bad fourth round, just an average fourth round of seventy one, um, and uh, finished in the tie for twelfth. But I'm going to. I'm like a. I'm, I'm like a country music wife with this guy now. I'm just going to keep going back to him because I believe that he can do better. You know, he's got the potential. He'll do it at a price at some stage. But yeah, mm. he's, he's just he's just got to be more consistent. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, anyone in that field that kind of um, that you kind of were interested? I mean, with I wasn't any, quite sure what to make of it all. Um, a couple there? that I want to talk about. I'll tell you, say something for Kirk. Um, I actually backed him last week. He was the only one of selections that placed, um, and credit to him. Um, he's in the past, he's not really performed that well when yeah. needed, but he all the 10 footer on the last for a birdie, um, which was the difference between a full place and nothing. So, fair play to Chris Kirk, rescued my week. Um, Gary Woodland stood out yeah. for me a little bit. He's shown glimpses, we've talked about yeah. him on here before. And despite his position uh, in the final tournament probably being a little bit skewed by his three or four chip ins over the weekend, um, which obviously they didn't always, don't always drop for you, but when you look at his stats, he was top 25 in approach play, and he's just He's more class than his odds are suggesting at the moment. And I confess, I did have a bit of a knee-jerk bet on him on Sunday afternoon, halfway through that final round. Um, I grabbed 150 one for him for the Masters this week. Now, do I think he's going to win? No, I don't. Um, but at 151 for a major winner who is a ball striker when he's on his game, I just thought that was a little bit of value. And it's worth me chucking away a tenner to see if I can find out what he does. Um, so not a big bet, but he, he caught my eye. And he's done the same yeah. thing a couple of times last couple of months, really. Sean flashes and um, been really good with his driver one week, been really good with his irons one week, but not strung four rounds together. I think this was the closest he's come to stringing his rounds together. Um, so it's promising, uh, definitely. And he's got that that lovely draw off the tee once he gets the driver going. Um, so, yeah, Woodland stood out a little bit for me. Um yeah, I'll talk a bit more about Matt Wallace um, when I come to my selections for this week um, because I was very encouraged uh, by last week. And like you say, the price was was definitely something to spot. You talk a bit about Munoz. Um, Munoz is an old favourite of mine. I've gone off him recently, um, but talking about a guy who was at last year's Tour Championship, um, I was on mm. one at the Sanderson Farms a couple of years ago um, and mm. followed him thereafter for a while because he's one whose, whose mm. stats pop out the model quite yeah. often. Um, and he's one of those that... 
unfortunately for him, things often don't quite finish right. And he often finished 10th to 20th, which as a better, as you all know, is very frustrating. But I think what I need to learn to do is not actually take those as as disheartening and actually that's yeah. a solid performance. That's a really good piece of piece of evidence that actually he is up to it and he shows that potentially he could go go one better. Um, so yeah, I don't mind Munoz at all. Um, I, you Doesn't he do really well at all the top of my head? I think he. I think he did. I think he went quite. I think he finished quite well. I don't think he finished the. I think in the third round he was he was re, he was right right there like right up the top right around the top of the league. Kind of, and yeah, uh, right and I think he. I think he just. I think he just um, flattened out on the fourth round to finish. I think Mount Munoz. I'm pretty almost certain that he finished inside the top twenty at the Masters in November. So as you're looking that up, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, so I, um, I agree with you about um, Chris Kirk uh, and Woodland as well. I think they're definitely um, ones to look at. Um, talking about, um, uh, uh, all right, so now we're going to swing our attention to the Masters themselves, and we're going to have a bit of a, 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 you know, a bit of a look as we usually do, and go through our, our picks and, and and decide, you know, who we like and what. So. I'm going to, uh, so last week, yeah, I stunk up the joint. The only guy I kind of liked, um, uh, uh, the new guy I singled out for picking, Tom Huggy, finished just outside the places. All the rest of my guys were, were off. <laughs> so I'm in poor form at the moment. You may not want to listen to me, um, but um, uh, you might want to listen to Matt because he's, uh, he's in far better form than I'm at recently. Um, but anyway, uh, unbowed, I'm going to, I'm going to strike on and give you my selections. So first of all, um, my first selection is um, Cameron Smith. The, the reason why is I'm very much about course form in Augusta. I always have been. It's been a good tournament for me, Augusta. I've made money there more than I haven't, and uh, and and I'm going to stick to my model at Augusta, which is all about course form. If you've played, I think it takes a few times to play Augusta to kind of get it and understand it. It's a hugely unique track. I've had mates of mine who've been there and said, a mate of mine, Stu Donald, who. Uh, it was I had on the other week. Who's a it was a, a golf course designer for for Greg Norm, Greg Norman Golf Course Design. He's a as I say a very good golf course designer and architect in his own right. He went there and said it's so it's an interesting course because it's actually built almost built across a mountain range. So you're you know it's uphill and down dale. The 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 the, the elevations and drops are are enormous and it really takes some getting used to this course. Um, he said it's such a such a unique layout. And then you put in the fact that the greens are tiny and very quick, and 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 all the undulation on the greens and the runoffs and all that, because that for all of those reasons, I go to golfers that are proven there. Cameron Smith is proven at Augusta. Yeah. He always has been. I hate his price. I hate it, but I'm going to take it. Um, you know, at Star Sports, he's, he's forty to one. I'll take it. Not not happily, but it's as good as the price that he is anywhere. To be honest. Um, better than in most in some regards. So Cameron Smith for me first of all. Second, Xander Schauffele. He's twenty-two to one with Star Sports. I'm going to take him because his track record at Augusta is very good. Um, he's finished second there. Uh, I think third or fourth. He's been right there um, often, and uh, he hasn't shown a lot of great good form recently, which is why he slipped out to better than twenty to one. Um, but I'm going to keep faith with Xander Schauffele because he's got the game that can win in Augusta. 
and uh, and I'm and I believe in him. Same reason that goes then for Pat Reed. I'm I'm, I'm always been a big fan of Pat Reed. The course it's a draw based course. Uh, likes a, it. It suits players who can draw the ball. Um, Pat Reed's very. This is kind of stock shot. Uh, he's ex- excellent around the, the greens and and uh, we all know that what a great putter he is if he gets on a roll. That's the other thing as well. I bet good putters at Augusta. You have to putt well. If you want to win Augusta, if you can't putt well, you're not going to win. It's just as simple as that. So um, uh, Pat Reed can can putt and chip with the best of them. Bit concerned about his current game at the moment, um, but uh, but I'm I'm he's won at Augusta and I think he can win again. Um, so he's thirty three to one. Uh, then my last two um, are real speculators. Um, I'm I'm gonna. I'm torn between Sebastian Munoz and Dylan Fratelli um, because, and both of them because of their performance in November. Now I know November was a different course. I understand all of that. I understand it was soft and, and the conditions were different. I'm very, imp- I'm, I, and I've fallen down on the side. I've fallen down the side of Munoz um, because I, I just think the guy's game is very solid. He's in great nick. He plays. He's played Augusta well. He understands what it's about. Uh, he's and his great value is 175 to one, uh, and 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 some bookies are paying you know depending you know you're looking at eight to ten seven to ten places. So you know at, at 175 to one, that's that's good money uh, to to for a guy that has finished up in the places before. He's he's been peppering the leaderboards in the last few weeks. He's just very consistent, Monios, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick. With, and stick a bit on him to see. And my last guy is making it, and everyone will know who will listen to me now is, is Bern Wiesberger. Yay, Bern Wiesberger. Um, I might the the, uh, the 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 nightmare continues. So um, I'm gonna. I mean, he's 300 to one with Star Sports. Uh, Ten places, or I don't know what they're playing, seven or eight places, whatever. Multiple places, 300 to one. Come on, uh, I've, I've I've sunk that much into SS. Wiesberger, that um, I might as well go down with the ship and and, and stick a bit more on at three hundred to one. If he if he gets a place at three hundred to one, well, two hundred and fifty to one, he gets a place. That's fifth, and it's, it's ten places, for example. That's fifty euros for the place. If, if I put you know ten each way on the guy, you know, so you know, I, I, I'm got I'm going to go. It's great place money for from alone, um, and he's played well at Augusta. The thing is, he's played well at Augusta before. The year I think that that Jordan Spieth chucked it away to Danny Willett. Either that year or the year before, I can't remember which. Wiesberger was right there on Sunday, uh, right up near the top of the lead, but wasn't in the chance to win it. But was and talking uh, was was a talking horse on the on the you know on the last day, and was like, well, that was a yeah. very impressive performance by the young Austrian. Blah blah blah. So he's played um, Augusta well before, and so why yeah. not? I mean, and and then and then if he doesn't, I'll, I'll swear off him forever. So um, there's my... Thanks very much, mate. Um, Firstly, a couple uh, of your picks. uh, Your first three were very, very close to my list. Um, I didn't land on any of them eventually, but I found it very hard to to not back them this week. Um, I think... I'll talk a little bit more when I come into my picks. I found it very hard to separate the top of the board this week. There's so many positives for so many of them and really hard to differentiate, but it's it's a kind of pick It's so hard, isn't it? Yeah. And we'll, and after you go through your picks, we're just yeah, gonna sure. we'll, we'll, we'll have um, a little chat. Money off T nineteen last well, year so, yeah, um, in November, on. now yeah, yeah sure. I'm I'm trying not to put too much on this on the November edition of the Masters okay. just because it's yeah. a very different yeah. course. But 
he's shown that he can do it in an elite field. And you know, uh, your mate Peter right. um, he's actually in his last yeah. four performances at the Masters, not not counting the November edition. He's finished 24, 43, 34, and twenty two. That's a very consistent profile for a three hundred one shot. It's very consistent. Um, I might it's not bad, him in as a top 20 bit at some point. Because um, his yeah. approach play isn't bad either recently. Um, so I've seen worse yeah. 300 to one shots, yeah. put it that way. Um, okay, I'm going to get started. My favourite bet of this week yeah. um, is actually on a market that I've mentioned on here before that I've not actually put one up on, I don't think. Um, and it's in the market without the top five. So this is betting without DJ Thomas, Ram, Bryson and Spieth, um, which... For me, it takes an enormous amount of win equity out of the market. Okay, um, and it's the person I'm going to back in this market is Paul Casey. Yes, um, it does. And yeah, Paul Casey's been quite popular this week with tipsters, um, and he's come down from 45s. I think he's best priced 35 in a place, um, and then 33s, 30s most places. And in the market without those top five, he's 28 to one. So for me, taking that much win equity out of the market is worth taking that that hit of have five of seven points. Um, so for those that don't know, if that's it, if he comes third, DJ wins it and Thomas comes second, he gets paid out as the winner. Um, and that's five places each way. Um, but that's obviously betting without those lot. And I think Casey's my favourite bet for this event because he's been ultra consistent this year. His Tita Green figures are simply world-class. Um, he's 17th on tour this season with his approaches, but if you narrow it down to the last three months, so his recent form, including Florida form, which is quite interesting for the Masters often, he sits fourth, uh, and that's behind one of my other selections, Morikawa and Thomas, which is elite company, if you ask me. He's always been a good driver. Uh, he's had a new driver on his bag since before his win on the Euro Tour, uh, and that continues to be the case. So his Tita Green game is in excellent nick, um, and more than that, he's a great scrambler. Um, you all... Everyone knows you need to hit greens at Augusta, but when you don't, it's really important to get up and down to preserve um, those valuable birdies that you've made. Um, and for me, he's the better of the week. Um, if you excuse his missed cut in the 2019 Masters, his form reads 15th, 6th, 4th and 6th. Um, and I think that's that's just great form. Um, and his last four stroke, last five stroke play outings, he's a win. He's come 5th, 10th, 5th, 12th and 1st. Like that, that's elite standard uh, of golf. Um, and I wanted him to take in the outright. As I say, I think the value now lies in that without market. Um, I'm happy to take that seven point hit. Um, and interestingly, um, he won the Dubai Desert Classic, um, which Danny Willett and Sergio both won before their Masters victories, um, which I thought was a really interesting pointer. Um, so yeah, Casey is the better of the week for me um, without the top five at 28 to one. Now I'm going to feel a bit dirty because I've taken two very, very short golfers okay. that I normally wouldn't do at the Masters, but I'm convinced one of them wins it. So if I think someone's going to win it, I've said before, I'm going to try and stick with golfers who can win the thing. Um, the first of which is my mate, Jordan Spieth. Now, I'm in quite a nice position. Um, I mentioned on the show last week, I'd thrown some money at um, Spieth to win Valero and the Masters at 125 to 1. So I'm in a nice position. But I tried to do yeah. a preview with that better side. Yeah. I just think, who's the most likely winner? don't think Spieth is far away from that, to be honest. Everyone knows how Spieth plays at the Masters. He's got form that virtually no one can rival, um, bar McElroy maybe, but he's not got that victory. Um, and I thought long and hard about it, because I know he's not much of a price. He's 11-1, but I can't have him out the top 10 at all. Um, I can't have him out the top 10. So everyone knows about his recent form. He's been trending magnificently to that recent win. Um, his approach play is on fire. He's seventh tee to green. He's third in approach. And we just know how he is at Augusta. But the key thing for me is 
how he's around the greens at Augusta. No one puts at Augusta like Jordan Spieth does. He's the epitome of of a field putter, and I think that's gonna gonna mark no. him out ahead of Bryson, who leads the the rest of the tour because he's such a mechanical putter. We saw him struggle without the green reading books last year, and I think around the greens and on the greens, he's going to really separate himself. Um, and his putting performance in the last round at Valero really encouraged me. Um, and I think. There's a lot of talk about following up and things and can he go win after a win, but he's got form. Um, he won the, the Masters after finishing, he finished second in Texas, first at Houston, sorry, first at Valspire and second at Houston in 2015. And to be honest, he's never been in better form. I listened to his extended interview after Valero and he said his game has never been in better shape and he's never felt so good about going into the Masters. And if he's playing that at courses that... He's not traditionally played as well. Wow. We know when you get to the Masters, Jordan Spieth plays well. He's probably the most unlucky golfer to not count more green jackets than he's actually got. Obviously, everyone knows about him chucking it in Rays Creek and leave, leaving it to Willett. But that's not the only time he's had a near miss. And to be honest, I just don't think he's going to finish out the top 10. So 11-1, I've had three points each way uh, on Jordan Spieth. I really fancy him. Um, and I normally wouldn't take two shorties, but again... Okay. I've owned an hour for a long time about Rory and I tried to convince myself to take him because he's 18 to one, a little bit like I did Thomas at the players and those six points extra from McElroy to Thomas. I tried to make a case for it. Ultimately, bar Augusta form, I couldn't. So I've gone for Thomas. Um, he, he went in for 20s at the players for us. He's just the best iron player on the planet. Um, for me on form, when he's in in the zone, he's the best player on the planet. Um, Masters form has been trending. He's finished 39, 22, 17, 12th and 4th in the last six appearances, five appearances. So he's very much going in the right direction. A win in the Florida swing is a great pointer. Wow. Um, he's, we know about his iron yeah. figures. I could quote them to you, but they're about as good as they get. He's also excellent um, at par 5 scoring, which is a, a really good metric. If you make mincemeat of those par 5s at Augusta, you've put yourself in an excellent position. Uh, Patrick Reed knows that. He shot about... 13 under in the first three days, which set up his victory there. Um, and I just think Thomas, for me, is the most likely winner of the event. Um, there's, there's doubts enough around the others at the top of the market. We'll come on to in a moment. But the few misgivings I had were his driver, but he seemed to put that almost to bed by that, by that almost wet ball on 18 at the players. But he seemed to quite enjoy talking about after how he was shaping the ball on certain holes. And that's a, an enormous thing for me at Augusta in have that confidence in being able to play it how he wants off the tee. Um, and if his putter is anywhere like a, an average uh, tournament, he's going to be there or thereabouts. So I apologise to those of you who came on looking for a bit of value if you're listening. Um, but yeah, Thomas and Spieth for me, I'd be very surprised if one of them isn't there or thereabouts on Sunday. Um, to counteract that, two longer shots. Um one of which is a debutant. And you know I base my bets on stats quite often, well, all of the time. And I was looking at the stats, and if you'd have blanked out the names in the stats models, mm. and which I sometimes do just for interest, I'd have put this player down as about a 25 to 1 shot. Um, now, it happens that he's a debutant. Um, his name is Will Zalatoris, so he's no stranger to my betting card. Um, I backed him, the last major I backed him in was the US Open, where he came uh, fourth or fifth, I think, at 250s. And I just wouldn't have him at the price. He's 80 to 1, and that's enormous. Why should he be more than triple the price? I'd probably put him up based on his stats just because he's not played the course before. For me, I think he's an elite talent. He's shown that since he's come on tour with his tee to green game. Um, and if you're going to do well here, you need greens and regulation, you need approach play, you need par five scoring. And he's excellent in all of those metrics. Um, he's got recent form. He's 28th, 21st, 10th, 22nd, 15th. It's super consistent. He's not 
knocking down any doors, but it's really consistent. Um, and he's at a top five place like Torrey Pines, which shows he's not afraid to mix it um, at some famous venues. So I just think he's a really good bet. He is a debutant. I know they've not got a great record, but maybe he's going to be my fuzzy zeller. Um, you never know. He might come through on debut. Um, I'm also probably going to have a chunky bet on him in the top debutant market, where his only real rivals are Bob McIntyre uh, and Carlos Ortiz. Now, he's about five to four in that market, but I think he's an outstanding chance, to be honest. Um, for the outright, I'm not sure he's going to win it, but he's got a consistent game, eight places each way, and worth chancing it. Finally, Matt Wallace, um, so encouraged by his game last week. His approaches are, are really good, and he's he's really starting to to show himself as a force on the PGA Tour. I know he he had a bit of a an, an early showing where he played well at the Players a couple of years ago, but he was very hit and miss. And since he's returned, he's I've been really impressed by him. If you put his petulance aside, um, that irritates me. If you if I backed him, um, when he gets very angry at himself. Frustrated, but also I think that's a winner's mentality in a sense. If you can harness that like Tyrrell Hatton has, then it could actually be a good thing for him. Um, he's, he's been electric with his irons this year, which really attracted me to him. Um, he's excellent at par five scoring, um, which which again is is really encouraging. He doesn't scramble well, but he's 110 to one in a place, which is where I backed him. And I think you have to take at that price some some form of risk, don't you? They're not going to be have the figures of a 20 to one shot, a 30 to one shot. Um, equally, he's played Augusta once before. Um, I think T46 on debut is absolutely fine. Um, some reasonable recent form in Florida, capped with a third place at Valero. So I think confidence will be high. And I'm hoping that he comes out of that Sunday kind of galvanised and thinking that actually his ability to to mix it on the PGA Tour is there. Um, and if he can get the putter working like he can historically, I think he, he could place at 110 to 1. So yeah, Matt Wallace is my final outright selection. Okay, thank you, Matt. Uh, very interesting uh, cases for each of them. Uh, listening to you, yeah, uh, I think Jordan Spieth is. If he gets to, off to any sort of start, I think you, I think you, you'd be very, you'd be sitting feeling very, very happy with that. Um, okay, let me uh, let me then just go through and talk about a few others that haven't made our list and. And why? Uh, and, and and just 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 a little bit of a sort of a free ball on on uh, you know on a few names. I saw something really interesting with Bryson DeChambeau at TPC and Arnold Palmer, uh, where he started pulling out four irons and five irons and trying to uh, use lesser clubs um, to to kind of choke back and 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 put it into areas. Uh, and we haven't seen that from Bryson DeChambeau before. And I'm convinced that he's been doing that for the last few weeks in preparation for Augusta. Because I think that he um, came uh, to Augusta last year, tried to blow the doors off the place, and it completely backfired spectacularly. Not only does he not get his green books, but Augusta being a, a, a parkland tree-bound course, you, you, it runs out pretty quick. And if you don't put it in the wrong spots, you, you're in all sorts of tree trouble. And, and Bryson found that to his to his cost. I think that he's been that's a a, a conscious effort for him to to try and manage his game around um, Augusta National. And and I think that's really interesting because um, I think he's you know he's obviously. Um, had come with a plan. I think now, I agree with you completely. Um, I think 
what the noise around Deshambo and the theatrics are almost outweigh the hard work that's gone in behind it. When you think Deshambo last few weeks, you think in number six up Bay Hill, where he's trying to smash it, the unbelief, yeah. and all of the attention from that is 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 deserved, and it's a, it's an incredible achievement and a it's an incredible feat. But actually, I think I agree with you in that actually he's not just trying to blast his way to victory anymore. He's he's got this incredible sort of, and I wrote about it in my preview sort of a, a three hundred and ten yard fairway finder, which is be a lovely weapon to have in the tank, wouldn't it? Um, but he's not actually winning all the driving distance stats because he's not mm. trying to drive it as far as he possibly can anymore. Um, he's been doing some work, I know, with Cobra. I was reading a, an article where they're modifying his driver because his miss tends to be a slight tow hit. So they're adapting that driver to sort of to ease that. So even when he does get that, he's still going to knock it 300 yards. It's just not going to go offline. Um, and like you say, he's, he's yeah, he, he's choosing oh, to... Yeah, I mean, what do you think, Deshaun, but he's not oh, just longer with his, with his driver. He's longer with an eight iron. His eight iron goes 200 yards. So he's going to be taking eight and nine irons into most par fives at Augusta, even with that fairway finder. So I think you're right. I think you've been a bit more clever about around yeah. it. Um, and I think yeah. he's going to leave himself a lot better off because he doesn't need to knock it 380 yards. He's just as good often from 160 as he is from 140. Um, I still don't like him here, not at the price. He's not done enough for me here in the past. I think course form is big um, at Augusta and despite some good recent form, I just... I need to see more from him at the venue before I actually back him at anywhere close to single figures. Um, so for that reason, I don't think he's a great price, but I'd be very surprised if it wasn't his best appearance yet. Yeah, okay. Another name in this list is uh, John Ram, the new dad. Uh, so just had a baby just the other day. His wife, very... Uh, uh, what's the word? Um, very... Um, not conveniently, but uh, it really did them a favour by um, by having their son uh, this week and uh, allowing him to get to the Masters because um, he was saying that uh, if if she was um, going to pop uh, while he was at the Masters, he was going to drop his clubs and, and run and go uh, mid round if he had to. And uh, and I ran a poll which I which I which I said if you were if you were leading on Sunday and had a chance at the green jacket. And uh, the phone rang. Would you go for your green jacket or get to the delivery suite? And uh, I got about 120 odd votes. And it was so funny. Uh, it ran 77 percent of people went go for the green jacket. <laughs> so there is still some uh, real men out there. And uh, so they um, they basically uh, you know said, you know put yourself in that position. And so it was yeah, it was just a joke and it was good fun. But. Uh, it was nice, as I say, to see that you know that, that mum and, uh, and child are well, and he can get to Augusta. And um, so, you know, what does that do to your mind? Because uh, I was listening to an American guy the other day saying, "Oh, it's be so great, and it will make all the difference to him." I don't think it will. I, th- I think he'll just go along to play. He'll be happy to be a dad. Yeah, I think he'll be just going I, along I, to win a golf tournament, and I think he's got a good chance. Um, the nappy know? factor, if you will, right? Um, I think it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not having been a father to kids. Yeah, I'm I think great, but I mean, you, with you with still the, do your job. having a baby and this doing well, and there's a lot of confirmation yeah. bias with with people latching onto the examples where they ha- that has happened, and there are examples of that. But that said, I imagine there's there's a lot the other way as well. I don't imagine when you're talking elite golf, that's going to have that much impact. Um, but I mean, John Ram is. He's excellent, Tita Green. I think there's just something around that equipment change. There's enough doubt for me 
despite his decent Masters form, he's got what four he's, four times he's played it. He's got three top tens, if mm. I remember rightly. Um, it's it's very very good. But the switch to to Callaway, there's enough doubt in my mind. Yeah. To not back him at those prices, but he's brilliant to your green. He'll murder the par fives if he's on form. Like it's difficult to see him if he wanted to surprise no one, would it? Um, I think. Yeah, there's, it's tricky to find an argument against him um, other than that equipment change and that little bit of scratchy recent form. But he's a brilliant golfer, to be honest, and it would surprise no one if he won. But I was happy to pass over him at the prices for, for the alternatives. Yeah. Okay, now the next guy that you mentioned earlier, who is a price, uh, Roy McIlroy, uh, you know, around 17, 16, 17, 18 to 1. Uh, the guy is, um, you know, this guy is a prodigious talent, just in Struggle Street at the moment. We all know that. We, you know, he even admits he's in Struggle Street. Uh, and this Augusta Green Jacket is is the one major that's eluded him. Um, not this year for me personally, because he's in two. He's just. He's, in, he's just. Like I said, I found it really there, hard to uh, not back him. I really did, and that surprised me. To me, then? I'm just. It's disconcerting to see him close to twenty to one for a major, and I know it's the one that's that's avoided him so that's evaded him so far. Sorry, but uh, he's been inconsistent. But inconsistent for Rory and not good enough for Rory is actually a really good standard of golf. Still, he's still thirtieth in the world in approach, despite all of the getting his distances wrong with irons and all the talk on Sky Sports about him being being a mess. Um, and his last five performances, he's got two top tens. Like he has got two missed cuts as well. But it's not drastic. And his Augusta form, despite not mm. having a win, is exemplary. Um, like 21, 5, 7, 10, 4, 8. Like he's very, very rarely out the frame. And I know the, the unbelievers with Rory will say, yeah, but he's, he's made those backdoor top 10s on Sunday when he was never really in contention, which may be true, but it shows that he's got an ability to play that course. He's maybe just not strung those four rounds together. Um, an enormous positive, I think, for Rory is that he's been working with Pete Cowan for the last couple of weeks. Um, sort of prodigious uh, coach who, who seems to get everyone mm. in excellent nick. Yeah, that's true. He was working with Willett at the yeah. time he won the Masters. So there's definitely something in in that that actually Rory could be uh, galvanised by that and sort of everything might come together for a week. I don't hate him at all this week. I really don't. I just... It mm. was For me, it was either mm. it was either Thomas or McElroy um, and for, for six points difference. And... I just think Thomas is a far more likely winner. It wouldn't surprise me if McElroy did. Um, I can see McElroy entering the frame, but I think the monkey on his back of Augusta being the one he hasn't got is a negative still for me, um, especially because he could be accused of wanting it a bit much lately and trying a bit too hard. Um, whereas if it was the PGA, he might freewheel to a victory. I don't know. Um, but you think... The corollary courses for Augusta, Quail Hollow, where he won, is is very similar. And players who have played at both often perform well at both. Um, obviously, that's where McElroy um, had a win. I found it hard to leave him off. Um, if he wins, it would sting, I'll be honest. But not for me this week. Okay. Okay. Oh, if he's fit, All he's right, a massive couple more. Brooks um, Kitka. Waste management opens kind of vibes, right? Uh, you can get 40-1 there. It depends who you believe. Obviously, no one's quite got the inside track mm. on Brooks. Um, he had mm. sp- pretty significant knee surgery mid-March, which is what... I believe so, yeah. yeah. Um, is, is that and, the same knee that he's had surgery on before? Yeah, according to um, Butch Harmon, yeah. he's so been this hitting is obviously a no bother, but like you say, Augusta's set. 
it's not a flat course to walk. Um, it's the walking that might finish him off. And I think he's equally likely to win and withdraw no. and kind of make that make of that what you will. But it's Augusta, right? You're going to do everything you possibly can, pull out all the stops just to get there, just to perform. And he talks a lot on social media, Brooks. He's saying all the right things. But if he has a bad start, he's five over after nine holes. Would it surprise anyone if he withdrew? I don't think it would. So, but it could make people look very silly at thirty to one. No. Um, I know Andy Post. He was yeah. as low as about twelve, fourteen, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I can't take him either. Just for the fact he's had surgery, another batch of surgery. Uh, you know, so poor old Brooks. He's he's like a like a football player these days. He's like he's had backs. Uh, no, oh no, not back surgery. Uh, he, he's had problems with the hip. Um, problems with his knee, problems with his back, and they're all kind of, I think, nerve related. I think they're all strung together. So you get, you know, because he favours his knee, it gives him his hip problems, and, he, and he's having, you know, issues all interconnected. Uh, uh, that waste management Phoenix Open was a good win, but let's be honest, Xander bottled that, and uh, and he and, and Brooks yeah. made a chip and eagle that if you gave him a hundred balls, he, he couldn't do it again. Uh, you know, I, so I I, I think. Um, it was a great win at, at Waste Management Phoenix Open on a not terribly taxing course for a big long hitter like Brooks. And I just think this is an entirely different prospect. Um, you have to be absolutely on the top of your game. I can't see how a guy who's just come off the surgery table a couple of weeks earlier is is ready for this. Um, so, so you know, Morikawa, so I backed, no, didn't I? I after his win. Colin Morikawa? Yeah, I backed him after concession. I you've got a yeah, you've got shorter, a running bit with Morikawa. The more time has passed, yeah. the more I'm looking back and thinking that was probably not the wisest of bets because it wasn't really something I considered the cause for him for. I don't think he's a great fit for Augusta. It was more in that high after his win. I've got some spare money. Let's chuck some straight back on and reinvest. I don't know about Morikawa. His approach stats are brilliant, but it's not easy. For him. He could make a liar of you, man. I'm, yeah, make, absolutely. I, I'm, be, I'm very happy to be you made to be look very at the fool on I wouldn't advise months. betting him at the price at the minute, but it's that putter. I thought we saw something at concession yeah. that was really going to change the way that we think yeah. about Morikawa, but it is going back to that hoping rather than thinking he's going to put well, um, which could mm. cost him. And he's not a great scrambler, which makes me a little bit nervous with Morikawa. He's around the green game. Um, he's... Yeah, I mean, he's an elite player. We know how good his irons are. If he doesn't miss a green, he'll probably win. If he does, I think we might struggle. But five, he's fifth on touring greens in reg, so I don't mind him. But I think it's that course form thing again, isn't it? And does he have enough? And I, I'm not sure he does, to be honest. And at a couple of points larger, I'd probably yeah. opt for one of your. If you're looking for one around the price range, I'd be going with Patrick Reed in place of Colin Morikawa. Um but that said, he's got that sort of personality. When he's in, he's in, isn't he? And he's he's very mm. unlikely to let anything go easily. So, not for me, really. I am sat on that bet. Um, and it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, look, you're on it. it, it it's, as you say, it's money spent ages ago off a win that you had off him. So, hey, it's you're just playing with the house's money there, aren't you? So, you know, you never know. He could, he, he could go great. Uh, but as you say... And, it actually would work to him a little bit if it is firm and fast because he'll need a bit more running out there on, on the fairways, you know. Like if it, and this is why I'm going to mention now two or three last final guys 
from me that I want you to talk about with you and then anyone that you do. And, and these guys are all squarely in this category, actually, of guys that August is long and you need to be pretty long. But if you can also get it in the fairway and it skips forward and runs in a firm, fast um, setting, which it seems everyone's saying it is, um, then, then that brings other players into the hat. And I'm talking about players like Daniel Berger, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Victor Hovland, you know, um, uh, these guys are, uh, are guys that, and there is others, you know, that um, I don't know about Lee Westwood, but uh, maybe, but, but uh, Webb Simpson, there's one, um, uh, you know, guys who, who need it to be on the fairway to get the run, and then they can be in positions where they, you know, where they can score. So, I mean, I, I'm going to be keeping an eye, very close eye on Daniel Berger for that reason. I I really respect Berger's mm-hmm. game. I, I like he's like a Justin Thomas for me, and that he's a street fighter, and he is a an excellent putter. Daniel Berger is an there's no guessing with Daniel Berger. He knows exactly what he's doing with the putter, and and he's a very good chipper as well. So I'm I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on him. Is there anyone else on those names or anyone else that you think of that you just want to, that you're yeah, also uh, thinking? Fitz, mm, that's a, uh, I, good, I, interesting I, I looked at, at came out of a mod. few stats models, but I just have to ask myself, can I see Matt Fitzpatrick winning the Masters? And I can't. Um, I think, yeah, I, there's a couple of these that I actually don't mind at all, but I'll be honest, mm. I kind of crippled myself taking two from the top of the market, um, which left me very little to play with in terms of yeah, I went up from the top. Mm. Yeah, well, you can't take them all. Yeah, either, no, you know? sure. I'm, I think I, I like Daniel Berger as well. Berger and Simpson. Um, bit, I know? agree with both of those. Simpson, especially, I think he makes up really well for the course, especially if it's firm and fast because he's so so accurate. Um, and and Berger as well. They're both really consistent golfers. It wouldn't surprise me if they hit the frame. But again, I'm thinking win equity, and I'm not convinced that they're going to wear the green jacket. Um, that said, I wouldn't put you off any of them, particularly Simpson. Um, I think Simpson what is, is a great scrambler. Um, I think he's number two on tour. Um, he's excellent, actually, despite being shorter. He's really good at um, scoring par fives. Um, he's got reasonable form. He came fifth, I think, in the last April version um, of the Masters. And his approach play has not been good season long. But if you look in the last three months, it's much, much better. So, yeah, Simpson out of there, I'd probably say as my, my favourite bet. Um, there's a couple more I was looking at, mainly just because of the price that one was originally. Um, and then um, another who is more of a course form angle. Um, so one of which is Tommy Fleetwood. I'd be interested. To hear. I find it. Really yeah, interesting. Was just, he was the next person I was going to ask you about. Prices. Yeah, I'm very um, He goes from 33s to 55s, depending on who you're backing with. And I mean, I said this to him the other day Tommy Fleetwood, he's never won in America. Can you see the first one being a Masters? Probably not. But equally, he's played really well at Augusta, um, just not strung those four rounds together. So mm. he's kind of one that's fallen off the radar a bit. He's not been great, despite mm. being there or there about to API yeah. and putting really badly on Sunday. He's a funny one for me. It wouldn't surprise anyone if he plays well. But in terms of winning, is he going to win his first PGA Tour victory at the Masters? I don't think he is. Um, and another one is, uh, course form is a big red flag. And he's been scratchy since he won in Abu Dhabi, was it? Um, Yeah, Hatton for me just has never done anything at Augusta. Um, He really struggles around the place, missed the cut last year, um, which makes no sense because you'd think his game would suit quite nicely. Um, But 
he's one who you look at the the odds compared to his world ranking. It's an enormous. It's strange. Mm. It's weird to see that higher ranking be that longer odds, but he's never done anything here. And because I value course form quite a bit here, I'm happy to leave it. Um, Louis Eustazen, I wanted a bigger price on. Um, I wouldn't mind Louis. I think he's he's a season long stats not great, mm. but if you look at the really yeah. recent last three months, last thirty days, he, he scores really well in approach, in par five scoring, in scrambling. There's Augusta fantastically. He's got a green jacket himself, hasn't he? Yeah. If that was closer to, Plays Augusta to 80, World, I'd probably right? backed him. Uh, I don't mind him at all. I think it's just one of those courses. Has he not gone? No, maybe he's come Is second. Apologies. Got... Are you sure that Louis Stosen's got a green jacket? Claret jug, apologies. No, no I think he, he yeah, you're right. Open. He's come second he in everything, hasn't he? I don't think, he's, I don't think he's got a green jacket. Yeah, he's come second. He's play, he plays that course really, really well. Um, and uh, and I, Louis Eustace and I, I had a ring around and looked at him for a long time. He's in my one of my fantasy teams actually because I just thought, got to have Louis Eustace. He's one I'm um, have a look at. Uh, so, looked at the top South African one. So, no, yeah, he's a he's a price. You know, yeah, I would I would look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd look at him and Dylan Fratellias in top South Africans and see who's the best value, and then decide based on their. Probably, I would fall towards Ustazen based on his course course form. Um, he just plays the mage as well, Louis Ustazen. He always pops up, and he's a great putter when he's in the mood. And, Not, um, I don't yeah, want to so, make him. Um, be honest, Jochen he kind Neiman? of much of a muchness with Neiman. He's one I backed for the U.S. Open actually later in the year. Um, yeah, I was very sweet on him earlier in the year, wasn't I? With his, he had a couple of really high finishes. Yeah, I'd be honest, I'd, it's not what I thought too much about. He's no, he's not one I thought too much about. He's just been touted by a couple of people as uh, you know, watch out for this young guy. And he, you know, he's, he's there's no doubt his quality. Yeah. So, okay, I mean, when we could go all day, but I think that's enough. Um, uh, it's um, yeah, I'm. So looking forward to it this week. Uh, you know, it's um, a lot of fun. Wonderful. I love hearing those piano chords um, come in as they intro in and uh, and just immerse myself in, in the Masters. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I get so, It's such a deeply soothing experience watching the Masters. Um, and uh, so, yeah, good luck to you, Matt. Good luck to all the listeners. I hope we might have pointed you towards one or two. That You know, it, it, there's all sorts of different markets for people to consider, as Matt alluded to there. Um, there's um, nationality uh, part, um, bets. There's top twenty bets. There's there's all sorts of different bets. You don't just have to back them. Uh, you know, as you say, there's betting without markets, so without some of the top of the field. There's all sorts of markets and uh, and little fantasy things you can do as well. Free, you don't have to spend a lot of money um, uh, or like one or two euros for a fantasy team. They're fun as well. So yeah, uh, I hope you uh, found something in that um, and. Uh, We'll speak again afterwards and uh, and and relive what is probably, I'm sure, is always it's such a thrilling uh, event and always comes to yeah, a good let's finish. So. So, um, just I for, really hope any, we, um, for anyone who's listening, wants to follow the sides and specials, uh, I'm going to put out a preview um, either later on today or tomorrow morning with with my favourite bets from the the top debutant, top South African, um, top twenty sort of bets. So if you want to do that, follow me um, on Twitter at four underscore bet, um, and I should have some some more money to throw away for you tomorrow. But yeah, likewise, I'm very excited for it. Can't wait. Um, just watch it all week, really, and good luck with your bets. I hope we're uh, celebrating a victory as well as a wonderful Masters this time yeah. next week. Yeah. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, and Matt's, as I say, Matt Phillips is F O R E underscore bet um, to follow, as I say, his uh, his uh, ongoing sort of um, you know um, comments and selections. Yeah, good so, luck, mate. make sure you do give him a follow and uh, good luck, everyone. And we'll chat next week.